0: Welcome everyone to the Lunar Spire Steven Universe Fan Podcast. This week we're going to be talking about every episode of Steven Bomb 3, and so today we're going to be talking about Onion Friend. My name is Ken, and joining me today, as is often the case, are...
1: I'm GC13. I am neither north nor south. He's
0: Dakota. Okay, so today we had a very character-heavy episode, so of course I loved it. What did you guys think?
1: I'm just psyched because we finally got the episode where the twist is that there was no twist. It's really just Steven and Amethyst going to Onion's house.
0: Yeah, I guess that's true. It's when you so get meta. like these leaked descriptions of the episodes, they're always pretty mundane, and then there's always this emotional twist. And while there is like definitely an emotional center to this episode, there wasn't anything that was really that unexpected.
1: It's not really even a leaked description. It's what they provide to T V Guide and all of the other listing sites. Right.
2: I liked the episode and I liked it in a weird way. Yeah, I really have no way to describe this episode. It was one that I really liked and I couldn't exactly tell you why, like I really liked Vidalio. I really like the way she was characterized.
1: Philadelia was pretty cool. She's just an old she's just an older woman, you know, middle-aged, but not a, not as young as she feels, you know. Who's still pretty cool but reliving the glory days, you know.
0: Yeah. Right. I really liked her character. Her character was good, and the way she was explaining how her life kind of progressed, how she kind of fell in love with Yellowtail and had a family, that was a really nice conversation.
2: Yeah. I'm not sure if I'm reading into something that wasn't there, but I feel like this episode told us a lot about Amethyst's character. Like, honestly, when she was hanging out with Vidalia and Greg when they were younger— she was like the little tagalong kid, you know? And she still really hasn't grown up that much in the, what, 30 some odd years since, maybe probably more like 20 years since then. She really hasn't grown up all that much. And this despite the fact that when she was the tagalong kid with Vidalia, Greg, and whoever they ran with, she was already at like at least 5,000 years old. She was already thousands of years old at this point. So I think that lets us know that Amethyst is a pretty sheltered like gem, you know? She really doesn't know that much of the world around her. And I know that from, like, one interview that Sugar did somewhere or another that Amethyst doesn't even know a lot about, like, the home world, um or, like, the politics there. So, I don't know. It makes me feel like I understand more from her, and that's one reason why I really like this episode. But I couldn't exactly tell you why, and I don't exactly know what to say about what I like about
0: it. I would definitely agree that Amethyst was 100% on point in this episode. Often, she's kind of been a little bit grating to me, a little bit annoying. I know she is your favorite Dakota, or a second favorite, but she's never really even been in the running for mine. But here, this is everything I like about her. We're starting to see her mature and develop and work through some emotions of her own. I really, really liked it. Yep.
2: My favorite gem is Stevani if we want to consider her a gem and like if I mean if we're talking about gems versus fusions, she's my favorite fusion and like my favorite individual gem is definitely Amethyst and I really like the complex, troubled characterization of her and I mean I think I'm not gonna lie, Pearl is definitely the most complex character on the show, but I think that there are some really interesting depths to Amethyst that I don't think are presented in a whole lot of other cartoons, which is why I really like her. And in this episode it was yeah, I don't know. Like usually her response to conflict is a very whatever, I'm just gonna like do my own thing, but the whole, her response to the conflict between Pearl and Garnet is way more mature and the way that she's dealing with it is a much quieter Anxiety might be the re- better word I was going to say depression, but it's really less depression than it is like
1: yeah she's just she's just very exhausted by the whole thing. I liked how when Stephen was there, she wasn't willing to talk about it at all, but as as soon as Steven's gone, you know she just opens up to her friend yeah. I mean, because that, that's how Amethyst is. She just doesn't want to... Doesn't She does not enjoy admitting weakness. Yeah. I'm just thinking back to Tiger Millionaire. I only feel how I want to feel.
2: You know, I wonder if hanging out with, like, Greg and Medallion, and whoever else they hang out, hung out with, made her grow up some from when she was, like, you know, a younger gem, and the only people she'd ever interacted with were the other gems.
1: I wonder if they ever took her out on missions. I mean, that Watson and the Shark painting from So Many Birthdays indicates that she probably did. So what role would she have played on the team if she's, I guess her exhibited age just shifted over the years, depending on the mood of the Crystal Gems, you know?
2: Okay, so with that Watson and the Shark painting, I have two thoughts on that. I think that it was either one That, like, the way the gems were characterized in that picture, they hadn't really thought as far as some of these season two episodes yet, and so they hadn't thought that Anethas' hair was gonna be that long, and that was a continuity error. And my second thought is that that was like a gag picture that they had gotten made after Pearl and Reg were thing. And that wasn't actually a painting depicting something that happened on one of their missions. So, I mean, I think that Amethyst probably did go with missions on them because she was serving as the lookout for the temple. And, I mean, we know Opal was a thing, so I don't think that – I mean, I guess it's possible that in the time that uh, Rose met Greg that Amethyst started going on missions and formed Opal with Pearl, but – I don't know. I'm more inclined to believe that, especially if they found her in the kindergarten and she had been fighting for herself there for so long, and she had been a gem grown specifically for combat, I don't see why they wouldn't take her out on missions.
1: Yeah, I mean, they're willing to start taking Steven out for training, and he's a much softer target. But I'm just thinking, what kind of role would she play? Is she gonna... Because we know Steven kind of blew stealth a couple times. I'm thinking of Arcade Mania specifically amethyst would have been a very loose cannon if she was like she was in her young amethyst form the whole time you know young amethyst definitely not a master of stealth
0: so i really like the fake out in the beginning where you think this is going to be an episode about onion being in love with amethyst but it's a (laughs) lot more mundane than that i really appreciated that i was not looking forward to an episode about onion being in love
2: i think that's really cute that we got that little bit of misdirect there from the preview or the spoiler Probably would have been more powerful if, like, we had to wait an entire week or something to actually see the episode, and we had time for fan art to be made of, like, Onionus Amethyst, Secret, and Martyr, but...
1: I don't know, even, you know, last night when all we had to go on was the preview that Cartoon Network posted, there, there were people who were like, hey, this one looks like Amethyst from back in her Story for Steven form, so maybe it was Vidalia who painted these, and those people turned out to be right. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, we just got uh, we just got some real detectives in this community, you know? Yeah.
0: I wonder how bad crime is in Beach City, because there is only, like, a couple of people in her garage for a couple of seconds, and Vidalia comes out with a shotgun.
1: Well, she also comes out saying, I don't know how you got past the tarp.
2: Well, I mean, that wasn't the first time they came in there, though. She might have heard them the first time, blew it off, and when she heard them the second time, because, I mean, Stephen left to go get Amethyst. When she heard someone in there the That's second true. time, she might have gotten concerned, because really, there wasn't really a whole lot of time between the first time and the second time Stephen came back with Amethyst, presumably.
1: So, you know, big mystery, though. Whatever happened to Steven's chaps? Onion took the chaps from Stephen, and we never saw Onion give them back to him. It's like he traded Explorer Gal for them or something.
2: Hmm. I think the snake ate the chaps.
1: Yeah, well, he didn't get a mouse to eat, that was Onion's meal. Oh my gosh. He was hungry since he didn't eat his mashed potatoes.
2: Oh my gosh, no, 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 no. Fun little story, when I was little, we used to live right behind a exotic pet shop slash tattoo parlor. Anyway, like, I would go in there with what little money I had, the the mice were like a dollar each, and I would buy them and they would be my pets. I don't know the time frame, but at one point I decided, oh... These little sterilized tiny mice don't deserve to be in this cage. I need to let them free, and so I let them free in the backyard. Well, it's
1: cheaper than setting sea pals free. <laughs> but I, I, I liked the fake-out with the... You know, power fluctuation caused by Sour Cream's DJing. Oh yeah, that was good. So Onion appears very menacing, just as they're (laughs) like, Oh, hey, why don't you go away with Onion, Steven? He'll take good care of you.
2: (laughs) (laughs) How old do you guys think Onion is? I think he's clearly younger than Steven, but I don't know like how young I want to read him.
1: I don't know. I, I don't know how to tell the age of an onion. Do you, do you chop them in half and, and count the rings? Is, is that how it works? Well, I mean, clearly. We
0: can look at the date on that videotape.
1: Oh, was there a date on it? No. Speaking of lists of dates, though, it looks like from the dad's home thing that they had posted that Yellowtail spends about half of his time at sea. The life of a fisherman. Yep. And apparently, judging from onion trade, even when he's back, he's still fishing, just close to shore. Yeah? Yeah, Yellowtail's a hard worker, not at all like Marty.
0: I really like Steven's But his display of, like, compassion for Amethyst, being willing to make the sacrifice to have to endure Onion for a little bit longer so that Amethyst can get her emotional catharsis by hanging out with her friend, I thought. Steven's always doing stuff like that, but I always like it. It's always very sweet.
1: I also kind of interpreted it as him a little bit wanting to be like her, because, you know, she was always down for anything, and so Steven decides that's what he has to be, too.
0: How do you think so? That interpretation did not cross my mind, but yeah, that's also plausible.
1: I mean, I think I think it's both. Probably probably your interpretation more so, but I do think he was taking inspiration from Amethyst, because he didn't have to follow Onion into a strange room only accessible by an air duct. Well, <laughs> right. He just had to sit there in Onion's room by the door, and that would have been fine for Amethyst, but he decides to be brave.
0: That's true. It's a very good point. This show still being the most emotionally complex children's cartoon on television.
2: I don't know. I'm pretty sure that Bob the Belder's got, like, a leg in that race.
1: Well, I haven't watched since season three, so
0: you may be right.
1: <laughs> I like, hey, Sour Cream, and then Sour Cream continues raving, but just as a hey, sup motion towards Steven.
0: Yeah, that was kind of weird, because I thought Sour Cream really liked Steven. I thought all the cool cool kids did. He does, like, he, cool. he do, does but... like Steven. He was kind of cool.
1: He does like Steven. He acknowledged him. Yeah. Just, I mean I'm not
0: saying he was super rude, but you would expect him to be more friendly. He was just totally friendly? raving
1: right then. Yeah. Yeah. I mean I got I got the feeling that Steven figured, yeah, this this is what sour cream does. Just you know, that's how he is. Right. You know, he, he just goes into the he just goes into the DJ zone, you know. Come on, Jamie in the drama zone. Anybody? I I understood. Cricket. Just wasn't funny, okay. Good to know. <laughs> I just think this was a low key episode.
2: It was, but it was such a good one, you know. And the placement right on the Wednesday of Stephen Bomb is probably a good one, because I cannot see Thursday's episode, which is a, what, historical friction? I can't see that yeah, being the light that's episode. Yeah, a episode. Yeah, I can't see that being a particularly really? light episode.
1: I think it's going to be another light one. I think that this one and historical friction are going to be giving us a break before friendship, which, which is probably going to be a big deal.
2: I mean... We know that it has something to do with the historical play, and I think we're going to see some kind of uh, exposition of the gems, and I don't know that it, it might be somewhat light, but I don't think it's going to be, like, very light. I don't think it's going to be as light as this episode. Definitely not as heavy as Friendship, but...
1: Steven and Amethyst hanging out with uh, Onion and Vidalia. Can't get much lighter than that.
0: I really like Vidalia's hair. It's in the shape of an onion. Yeah. I appreciate it.
1: <laughs> Did anyone notice that Onion has one of the many things that Onion has is a poster for Suitcase Sam's? I know. I didn't see that.
2: No, I didn't notice that. I saw the door poster.
1: Yeah, by his door. Yeah, it's. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, it's. But it's kind of wish the they had taken that a
2: step further and just been like doors, the band, which is what I thought they were. I think I figured that's what it was a reference to.
1: Yeah, my mind did not go to the doors there. So unfortunately, though, Onion has had to downgrade from an alligator to a snake, so times are tough. I still cannot
0: believe he had a tape of his birth. Yeah, What kind of joke was that? That's disturbing.
1: It
2: <laughs> that was really funny, though. I mean, it was kind of disturbing, but I still think that was really funny. How casual he just popped it in. It's like this is something I watch by myself sometimes.
0: <laughs> it had a heart on the tape. Happy birthday, Onion Heart. So we're left to assume his mom gave that to him, and she just thought he was an excellent gift.
2: I guess so. I mean, the show is really sex positive, so I don't see why they wouldn't. I mean, it's still a pretty funny joke, but because Vidalia does come across as this really artsy type, which. Is another element to her character that I really like, because in uh, Story for Steven, she didn't come across like that. She came across as like this whatever kind of type of girl, and in this one, she's like a cool, fun mom.
1: You know, she was just kind of going through a phase in Story for Steven, I guess. She's graduated from hanging around artsy types to making her own stuff. I mean, she was probably—no, no, no, because she was making her own stuff
2: when she was younger, too. Was well, yeah, her that model. was
1: after Story for Steven. She moved on. She started She started making her own stuff back when she was still hanging out with Greg, but she's transitioned. I do think it was a very believable... Yeah, because someone like Vidalia in Story for Steven, you figure that person's not gonna just become a totally normal mother. I'm glad she did it. I think they gave her some edge. I think they gave her some edge, and I think it worked for her.
0: I thought it was strange that Videlia and Amethyst clearly really like each other a lot. They clearly really appreciate each other. But but they haven't seen each other in years and they clearly don't live very far away from each other. Perhaps Amethyst didn't know where Videlia was currently living, but obviously Videlia knew and Steven was able to run to Onion's house and like what we're left to assume is no more than a matter of minutes. So, why would she not get in contact with this yeah. lady that she likes so much that she's literally like painting what her memory of her looks like? I
1: did think that was pretty weird, but I guess it kind of makes sense. Vidalia doesn't want to, doesn't want to trouble Amethyst, you know, cause, she, you know, and, and in her mind, maybe
2: it happens. Amethyst has moved on. It happens, you know. People can live in the same town and not even particularly far from one another and they just lose contact with one another. Granted, like Beach City is a really, really small place. But I have to wonder if the reason they present it as being as small as it is, even for a small town, is just because it is a cartoon. And, like, in terms of storytelling, it makes sense for things to be, like, really close together
1: like that. I mean, if you look at Beach City, it's only, like, I don't, I don't know, how, how large is a typical city block? You can probably fit it on one or two city blocks. It's not a big place.
2: No, but they also have some stuff that's out away from the main part of town. Because they do have, like, oh, yeah, what I think of as a Beach square. City has suburbs. They have like like those little suburbs right there and obviously Greg's car wash wherever it is is somewhere away from the main part of town.
1: No, it's it's Greg's car wash is backed up against the hill behind the temple, straight down the street from the big onion or the big donut. Really? Got onion on the brain. Onions are so delicious. If you kind of kind of fry them up on the skillet a bit, I agree.
2: My dad used to, like, take onions out of the—wherever we kept them, not in the fridge, because they go bad if you do that. And eat them like an apple. That always Ooh, yeah. me No,
1: that. that's gross. No, That's
2: hardcore.
1: Yeah, I'm not defending that. It,
2: ugh, I don't like onions.
0: I mean, he
1: said onions like 20 times, so he must <laughs> want onions, right? That's how language works.
2: So if I say onion, onion, is that like double negative and you mean, oh, so no onions?
1: No, 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 no. That, that, that just, the more times the word onion comes out of your mouth, the, the more they're going to remember that you said onion, and the more they're going to make sure to give you onions.
0: So there's not a way for you to communicate that you don't want onions. Yeah,
1: okay. you're stuck at a catch-22. You by, by telling them that you don't want onions, you tell them you want onions. And then you add bacon because of reasons but yeah beach city downtown not that big i agree so i guess that's it for onion friend listen to us tomorrow we'll be talking about historical friction jamie and steven get in the drama zone how exciting until then i'm gc13 i'm ken and i'm not dodge either <laughs> okay
0: our opening and closing music is by james roach for more steven universe fan related content please visit lunarseaspire.com thank you for listening